and welcome to Teachers in the Dungeon. I'm Tom Gross with Dan Ream. Good morning. Yes, it is morning. It's, it's <laughs> actually quite a nice Sunday morning that we're recording this show. I walked over and I put on my winter coat and I was like, I don't even have to have this winter coat. Mm -hmm. I mean, I brought it anyway, just in case. It is Illinois in February, <laughs> so it could change on the drop a of a hat. By, blizzard by the time you walk home. That's yeah. right. But <laughs> as, as it stands right now, it's a really nice uh, Sunday morning. And we are joined here with the, we're here together in the uh, Tower of the Dungeon. Is that an oxymoron? I've, I've always thought about that. Dungeon Can tower. a dungeon have a dungeon tower? I don't know. Well, anyway, Why not? we've made it happen. Rule of cool. Where, however it goes, we've made it happen. <laughs> well, today we wanted to talk a little bit about Gary Khan. Mm -hmm. Based on our uh, silver badge yes. that we have, we were able yesterday to sign up for sessions, game sessions, seminars, uh, etc. Yes, it for, just opened uh, up. It's been open for probably almost a month for the higher level badges, Right, I think, to sign up for things. So we finally, us peons <laughs> down below, they've thrown <laughs> us the crumbs of what's left, <laughs> which is a lot. There's, there's a ton of stuff yes. left. Yeah. So no no complaints there, just kind of playing with the uh, the badge levels. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Gary Khan, what we've signed up for, as well as we are presenting there. So we thought we'd yes. talk a little bit about that as well. But before we get to that, we have an email from one of our loyal listeners yes. about our last episode. And uh, Jason Mock is, is who emailed us to talk about our episode that we talked about. It was one of our behind the screens we're talking about how you know when the session's gone bad and what do you do about it. Yeah. Here's what Jason had to say uh, regarding that. He said, I find that much of the time my perception of having a bad session stems from either not feeling prepared enough going mm -hmm. into it or feeling like I spent too much time fumbling around through rules and notes, causing the flow of the game to be like stop-and-go traffic. Can't agree more. <laughs> that, you know, that really articulates a lot of... He should what have written our episode for us. That was very succinct. That was. That stop and go flow of like, hang on, you guys. You're in the middle of battle and you have to look up a stat or you have to look up the dis a deeper description of like what that creature can do yep. or that villain can do. And you're like, hang on, I need to check the spells they have. <laughs> Not how you want it to go. And so, Jason, thank you so much for like capsulizing yes. our yep. whole conversation because that is exactly it. Either just not being prepared, and sometimes that not being prepared causes that stop and go yes. kind of feel to the to the game itself. Yep. Um, I'm sure every DM can relate. Yep, yep. But then what I even like more about Jason's comment is then he gives us about, not about, he gives us exactly six more topics <laughs> for the behind the scene, behind the screen uh, did our, conversation. Did, did our homework forward. for us. That's right. So, Jason, thank you so much for the email and the the thought on the episode and then the ideas going forward. Really appreciate that. And the rest of you listening, feel free to jump into that conversation. We'd love to share your comments and thoughts online. You can send us an email like Jason did, teachersinthedungeon at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook are Teachers in the Dungeon. Mm -hmm. And Twitter is at Dungeon Teachers. Let us know what you're thinking. What are your thoughts on the show, on other things going on in role-playing? Reach out to us. Yeah. Dan, you'd come across a video yeah. online that you wanted to talk about a little bit. Yeah, just before we jump into today's topic, I found a YouTube video from Bob World Builder, 
uh, is the, the name of the YouTube channel. And it's uh, just another D&D how-to tips and tricks type of a channel. And what was interesting, what, what caught me and I thought was fascinating, is he got to interview Kyle Brink, nice. the like, director of the D&D part of Wizards of the Coast, who has been kind of at the center of the whole OGL mess. Yeah. And it was really intriguing to me because this this YouTube channel is, I mean, by our standards, massive. He's got over 100,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. But compared to a lot of other D&D YouTube, I mean, there's, there's a lot that are bigger. Yeah. And he one of the first questions he asked Kyle Brink in the interview was, why did you choose me? There are bigger channels out there. Oh, great question. And the answer was a little bit, like evasive, but I, I I think honestly they just felt like the, this guy seems very mild mannered and thoughtful. Bob. And yes. Yes. Okay. And I think they thought we'll get a fair shake with this one. Okay. So I don't want to give too much away. I think it's worth uh, a look if you just search Bob World Builder on YouTube. What he did is he actually did the interview, but what I saw was he did a, a second video analyzing the interview. Okay. So they're clips, and then him explaining, here's what I think happened, or here's something that caught me off guard, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he is not, he is definitely not a shill. He points out several times where this Kyle Brink seems to have evaded a question, mm-hmm. kind of just didn't want to answer, even if it was tried a couple times. The interviewer, the, the channel owner, shows his own flubs where he'll say oh i should have pushed more on this question i kind of got sidetracked but it was fascinating for me just to see sort of a dissection of yeah the entire interview and i don't want to give too much away i think it's definitely worth going and and watching it's about a half hour video okay what i noticed what i took away from it is this kyle brink guy comes across as a very decent average joe kind of guy okay very relaxed and and discussing things and, and not using a lot of jargon or anything like that. It doesn't seem like a high-powered businessman or whatever. Yeah. I also felt like he clearly really wants to get the goodwill of the community back. And what he said, we'll see if this turns out to be true in action, but what he said when pressed on the issue of, you know, so the, the part of this clearly was you were trying to make sure that outside competition didn't come in and squeeze Wizards of the Coast out of their own game. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that now? Now that this is Creative Commons and you know, what's your plan? Right. And his response was, and he said this a couple different ways, a couple different times, that he wants Wizards to simply outcompete the third-party creators. Okay. His, he said, our, our point from this point going forward, my philosophy is going to be if we want to be successful, we just need to make stuff that people want. I, I thought that was a really good answer. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, was encouraging to hear. And I mean, it, it, as much as capitalism gets a, a bad rap these days, mm-hmm. that seems to be the perfect capitalism in action in a perfect way. He is not going to try to squish the competition. He's going to try to outcompete them. If everybody's doing that, then we, the consumers, are the ones that are going to benefit. Right. You know, we, we talked a little bit about this right before we started recording, and I've not seen the video, but from everything you've told me, including what you just said, 
I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. When the whole OGL thing started, I felt like it was very corporate. Yeah. You know, it, it felt that way very much so from the what seemed the seeming intent of it to the response to it, like, well, we didn't know everything that was in there or we're not going to answer anything until we've got our ducks in. It's, it felt very corporate. Yeah. But now him coming out, and even even when he made the comments on the, I don't know, he, he was on that one show and he made sort of the, what we need to do is get the white men out of this organization. <laughs> that was a strange... I'm not real sure where that came... It really seemed to be out of left field. I'm not sure that it was taken the way it was meant to be taken. I don't know. It's easy to be armchair exactly. quarterback, but I wonder if the moment that it came out of his... I wonder if he was thinking... I gotta score some, perhaps some woke points here, yeah. and I I bet you anything he's he's where he is he's got to be a smart guy. I wonder if the moment it was out of his mouth he thought oh no <laughs> yeah and you know sometimes when you're when you got a mic in front of you you say the things that are on your mind and sometimes maybe you shouldn't for whatever it's worth. But this from what you're telling me about this interview is that he he does seem to be kind of on the side of let's. Let's all create stuff for the sake of the game, for the sake of the community. And I do appreciate, you know, if if what comes out of this is a bigger push for better content from all levels, who who loses in that? I don't you know, I don't know I don't know how you lose in something like that. And, you know, in our conversations with Andrew K. Wood, you know, his thought is I'm gonna create content that that could be played anywhere. I'll show you how you can do it 5e. I'll show you how you can do it this way. I'll show you how you can do it this way. Yeah. You know, I don't see how anybody loses with that. Yeah. If I don't want to, if, if I am a stalwart that you guys screwed up and I'm not going to do 5e, well, the companies are going to help you out. Yeah. You know, the, the Black Flag Project is out there for you. You know, Dungeon Crawl Classic, Pathfinder, all of those other games are out there for you. So move on to those and enjoy and have a good time. I would never say that I would wanted this debacle of the OGL to come out to happen. But if the path that we seem to be heading down is is the path that is indeed what is before us, then I, don't know, I think it's all going to be for the better. If, if Wizards of the Coast holds to this, then I do give them credit because mm-hmm. that's an unusual, it comes right down to it, that's an unusual and somewhat risky move to say, all right, bring the competition. We're, yeah. we're going to just out-compete rather than we're going to use our our status to crush competition. So right. I hope that ends up being the way it is because that, like I said, everybody really does win, I think, mm-hmm. in that instance. Well, and when I look at the creators of Dungeons & Dragons, you, look, you, know, you open up the books and you look at the writers and the producers, it's a talented group. Yeah. And all through the OGL, you know, people like Chris Perkins and, and the others, they all were like, we just want to get back to creating. We just want to get back to playing. Yeah. We just want to, like, let's move forward. Yes. And so if anybody has the ability to create better content and look at the look at where they are, it's that team. So I think, you know, that that's exciting for the next year, you know, year and a half. I mean, everything that there's a lot that's already in the in the works right now for 2023. So, you know, maybe they're rewriting, maybe they're reevaluating, but certainly going forward past 2023, hopefully his statements ring true. Yes. And we're going to start seeing some really cool and unique product. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, All speaking right, well, of variety of games. Yes. Yes, indeed. We were uh, heading to Gary Con in about a month. Yeah. A and I was time. just, I didn't really do my homework to tell you when the dates are. Oh, no, here it is. Thursday, March 23rd through March 26th is when we'll be there. It looks like they have a Monday on the 27th based on the, the email I'm looking at. But uh, I think that's is that like tear down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll be there on Thursday, March 23rd, when it mm-hmm. all opens up. We'll be in that long, sneaky line to yeah. register. That really went pretty fast uh, it, last it did year. Go, it did go very fast, especially when we realized that if you already have registered, oh, there's a different line for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just worked right through. But we'll be there at 9 a.m. or whenever whenever the, it opens up, however early we get up and get our coffee and get on yeah, the Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. I've, I haven't pulled the trigger on signing up for a 9 a.m. game, but I may. I'm pretty close. Pretty close. That's where we're headed with this conversation. But we'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we'll probably wake up in Lake Geneva on Sunday. And if there's something that's really intriguing, maybe we may stick around. Otherwise, like last year, we'll probably head out early, you know, in the morning sometime on uh, Sunday. But uh, we're, as we mentioned in the opening, we were able to sign up for games and sessions yeah. uh, yesterday. So we're going to share that because we have not told each other what we signed up for. <laughs> we have not. We have not. So we may not see each other the whole. <laughs> no, I mean, hopefully at 10 o'clock on Friday we'll see each yes, other yes you didn't sign up for anything there did you <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to remind myself several times about that but yeah so let's start with Thursday you said you don't have a nine o'clock well yet I might change this okay but uh, so I have signed up for something at 10 o'clock on Thursday okay uh I signed up to play the card game Shadows of Cthulhu okay. which I I've never played in fact, I all full disclosure, I've never even seen the game that I that I know of. I know the Cthulhu brand. We played a, a demo game of Cthulhu at Gen GenCon last year. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I love card games, so I, I thought I'm going to give this a shot. It's 15 minutes to give it a shot. So I signed up for that. My first one is sort of a golden oldie, and this is the one I may shift times, we'll see. But I have, don't have anything till noon on Thursday. And then I signed up for Diplomacy. Yeah, I thought, I saw that peppered throughout the schedule. I'm like, there was only one slot in every single one of those. I so I was excited that I was able to grab one. So I might just keep this one. But that is a, it's an old school game, Avalon Hill, mm-hmm. back when that was, they were their own company. And it is a very, like, like the rules are exceptionally simple, but the complexity comes in that you have to negotiate and make deals with people and decide the precise right time to be a complete liar and stab yeah. someone in the back. Yes. As Tom knows. Although I didn't actually lie to you. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, semantics, but yes, you did not. Yeah. So I, don't I've scarred Tom. I don't think Tom will ever play this game. I don't game. know if we've <laughs> ever told this story here. One of the first times we played games together, uh, diplomacy was yeah. the game we played right here at uh, in well at the time we called it your house but yeah. now it's the <laughs> dungeon. dungeon but uh, it was just a group of people I was I don't know first or second year teaching at the school yeah we didn't know each other very well at and that it point. was just a group of people that you invited me in with and uh, I'd never played diplomacy before oh and my friend Jason yeah. Jason Carr was there and so I was like okay I've got an ally in Jason but I I knew all of you I just didn't know all of you well and so we were making deals, and I thought, okay, Jason's going to do this. I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I had everything set up for whatever this round was. And I swear, I think both you and Jason 
backstabbed me at the same, <laughs> as, as far as my perception go at the <laughs> same time in the same turn and like Jason did his and I was like what are you kidding me and I thought well at least I got Dan on my, Dan's got my back nope <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember I, I know that I did sort of take advantage of your sweet trusting nature because we were working together for a couple turns we did yep and in the game you play a, a European country and you're trying to you can attack each other, but you don't destroy armies. You kind of push them out of the way. Right. But you need help to do that. Yeah. And so you and I were sort of talking, and we'd work together a little bit. And I was trustworthy to the point where you trusted me and left yourself sort of exposed so you could go in a different direction. And I, I was careful when we were negotiating not to go into the area of conversation where you would think to ask me, so you're going to you're not going to do this, right? Yeah. And so I manipulated as only young youngest child can <laughs> and got you to assume that I was going to do something when I never actually told you I was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> My hope is that I might, because I do not have anything during this noon slot on Thursday. I wonder if they allow viewers and visitors, because I do think it's a really cool game. But it is man, fun. I just... The the thing that bothers me most is 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 the semantics of language and how much that can impact you because that's really what this is. Yeah, this game is all about how you say things. I mean, there's stra- obviously there's strategy to it, but knowing the people around you, knowing who to trust and not to trust, which I thought I knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's going to be weird about this is you know total strangers well, as far as I know, unless yeah. there's a group of friends that going together and then. I'm just screwed. But yeah. I'm already a little nervous thinking about it, to be honest. Oh, okay. Because this is a, a high-stakes game. You write down what you want each of your armies to do. Uh-huh. You turn that in to the, the game master, and everybody does that, and then he just reads out the orders, and so you have to wait to see if people actually kept their word yeah. or not. So, so I hope I get to come watch that a little bit because... Again, I think it's a super cool game. You play that game. Do you play that game in full, or do you do a modified version of that game in your class? I play it in my class. It actually in my in my advanced placement European history class. It is it is actually pretty useful in teach. This is sorry. This gets real esoteric real quick, but yeah. helping kids to understand a little bit the the skill of Otto von Bismarck when he unified Germany, mm. and this guy isn't as well known, but Count Camillo di Cavour who unified Italy. Okay. They had to make deals, decide who to double-cross, who not to, as they put their countries together. Okay. And so when the kids play this, and it's just fun, and it's spring semester, they're seniors, they're done kind of anyway, but it gives them, keeps them engaged, mm-hmm. they have fun, and then I can usually pull references from the game into lecture. Conversation. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, I have to say then, that is about the last time you'll see me that day until it's about time to turn in. Because at 2 o'clock, I start a five-hour session of Paizo's Starfinder. Oh, Which is what I wanted to do last year. And I just couldn't find a game to walk in on. And so that was one of my top goals this time is to get into a Starfinder game. And so looking forward to that. So that's from 2 o'clock until 6.50. Okay. And, well, actually, 1,400 
until I don't even know military time. I did, I had to look up the conversion chart because I just can't count it out in my hand <laughs> on my hand and head fast enough. So I looked up the conversion chart, but yeah, two o'clock to six fifty is when Starfinder is. Uh, do you have anything else that day? The only thing I have, I just I just kind of took just potluck. I found a session of a game that fits in a time slot from seven to eleven. Uh, called The Source of the Nile. And apparently it is a board game that TSR produced back in 1979. Oh, cool. So I just thought, you know what? There's a slot there. It said no experience needed. I'm assuming a game like that, probably a lot of people don't know, but right. who knows? Well, so I thought, I'm just going to try it. Gonna You're either going to be with people who are total experts. Oh, that's true. Or yeah. people that are completely like novice just, like you. Yep, just thought to give it a shot. Um, and you know what? I, sometimes I like playing a game with total experts. Because they take pity on you, and yeah. they, they give you breaks, and they will tell you, basically, sometimes, and I, I don't mind doing this, may, you may not want this so much, but I don't mind it when someone who knows what they're doing tells me what to do. Yes, at least at the beginning. At the yes. beginning, and yeah, that kind of thing. So, all right, so that's it. That's that's an evening then, 7 to 11? Yeah. All right. So I have an hour break. Otherwise, I'll be game. Assuming, well, diplomacy, that's five hours, but that just depends on how, how, yeah. how soon I get stabbed kicked so, out right so uh so it could be five hours of diplomacy and four hours of nile we'll see yeah so after so i'm gonna go straight from that starfinder game at 650 i'm gonna have to do some real mental change shift here because i'm going from starfinder paizo to spell jammer wizards nice and so i'm gonna play a spell jammer game from seven until 10 30 so we'll probably uh, release our games about the same time and be able to connect around 11 o'clock. It sounds like your game is over. Yeah. Um, so that that is a full day of gaming for me, for both of us, really, on Thursday. And I figured I'll be fresh. I mean, I'll be, I'll be tired from getting up early, but the adre- adrenaline will be there. I'll be pumped and ready to go. And playing, I'm knocking out two birds here on one day doing Starfinder and Spelljammer in the same day. Because those are both games that I own, but I've never played. Right. Yeah, I know you said that. So, Good. I'm glad that worked out for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So then, got a late night. We'll probably do a recap show at probably 11 o'clock. Nice this year that we don't have to do a 30-minute drive to a hotel. Yes. So we Five might sit walk, down in the hotel, time. in the resort, and uh, record a recap show that night. Yeah. And maybe we'll find some people to come on with us, maybe. Maybe some of our players or our game leaders or something. But then uh, Friday comes, and I'm hoping to sleep in a little bit Friday. Because we don't have time to start a game on Friday morning, because that is when we do our presentation. Yes. Yep. So we'll come back. Maybe we'll talk about that at the end. Yep. Yep. And then I left Friday open, because Thursday night, actually, Mark Kugler, one of our players in our games, Mm -hmm. he's joining us Thursday night. We can tell him no rush to get there, yeah. <laughs> uh, because we'll be we'll be late. But he'll be joining us Friday, as will Greg McLaughlin of the Rebel Base Card Podcast. He came up last year and spent a day with us, and so I hope to get into some games that day. But I didn't sign up for any games currently until I wanted to make sure oh, okay. we all kind of coordinate if they're if we all want to try to get into a game or if we can't find something. Maybe we just bring some games and play in a lobby or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, if, if we can't find an open game for four people. I think there um, might be a board game room. 
I think I, I saw I, that I somewhere. I think but you're right. I don't know how that works. Um, but, you know, it would be that. fun to kind of walk around the expo that time. We definitely got to save time for that. Yeah. And uh, and so Friday is sort of a little bit loosey-goosey, open, except for that 10 o'clock slot where we'll be talking to people. Okay. So how about Saturday? How's that well, look my, my Friday is not. Oh, free. oh, sorry. Yeah, what, what are you signed <laughs> up for? I found a Cthulhu game. Just a... A role play? Yeah. So, and it said no experience necessary. So one of my goals, one of the main goals here, last year I was a little scared to jump in because I didn't know how people would treat folks who just jump in because they don't mm-hmm. know a game, but mm-hmm. they want to learn it. But I'm a little more confident this year, and it, I feel like the atmosphere there very much is, oh, yeah, come, let us right. show you. Yeah. So that's, yep, so I will be playing three, four hours of Cthulhu on Friday. I wonder if there were more slots open in that game. Do you recall? <sighs> I don't, but we'll could have be. To look and see. I wonder, you know, that makes me think, you know, we met and had on the show over the summer, I believe, uh, a huge Lovecraft and Cthulhu fan, Aaron. Oh, right. Yeah. Aaron, I wonder if he's coming back. I didn't think about that hmm. until just now. And uh, Aaron, well, if you're listening, let us know. Yeah, please do. Because love to touch base with you. And, and if we can't all get into a Cthulhu game, maybe Aaron would run a Cthulhu game for us. Oh, just yeah. on the side. That'd be kind of fun to do. Which makes me also think we need to reach out to Chance Russo. Yes. And see if we can't get into one of his Adventure League games. That might be worth um, yeah. doing with Mark. So yeah. Chance will uh, be reaching out to you as well. And and if, if you don't hear from us and you listen to this before we get to you, let us know what games you're running. And we'll, we'll uh, definitely want to get in on something with you. What time is that Cthulhu game that you're doing? Noon. At noon. Okay. Yep. Cool. Saturday. Saturday. So I, I jumped in on something brand new. I've, I don't know anything about this game. I just thought, let's try something different. I love the title of it. I'm not even sure I know how to say it properly. At 9 o'clock to 12.50, I'll be playing in a game, Apillion, a Dragon Epic. Hmm. It's, it's listed as an RPG game. Okay. And I think it, I remember seeing that in the list. And it yeah. sounds like that, that I we will be collecting evidence of something. Or no, I, oh, no, 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 this is the... I'm, I play a dragon in this game, and we are, it's from the description, if I recall correctly, we as dragons are trying to collect uh, artifacts or something like that to either save the kind or save a, a race or something like that. I don't remember, um, but it sounded like a lot of fun. It was open, and so I thought, why not? I mean, will you go to conventions like this, gaming conventions like this, to try things you've never done before? And so this seemed like a really cool game. To, to get into. So Saturday at 9 to 1, basically, uh, I'll be playing a pillion. Well, I did manage to get into a Dungeon Crawl Classics. Oh, and that's what I'm jealous. doing. That's what I'm doing at 9 o'clock. Excellent. So, but it's it's got kind of a goofy title. It's like something on the menu, and it's all food-based somehow. <laughs> so I have no idea what that means. Yeah. I'm like, you know, like, I'm just going to try it. I wanted to try a Dungeon Crawl Classics, mm-hmm. and that was the only one I found that was open, so I okay. just grabbed it. All thought, right. Well... Let the chips fall. We'll see what, what it's like. Yeah. that's So that's all I'm signed up for right oh, now. Oh, I got one more. You got one more? Uh, I did sign up for a seminar Saturday afternoon. Oh. On DM tricks or tips. Ooh. So what a good, figured perfect place. And I know we've said this before, but again, just to kind of reiterate, different cons have different focuses, and Gary Con really is all about people are there to game. Yes. They're not there to network they're not there to even really see new games, you know, new modules mm-hmm. of games, 
but it's not like Gen Con where there's a bunch of people selling you their new game. It's, right. There's a little bit of that, but and the, and the vendor hall is nice. It's it's going to be fun to look through that. It's but nice. It's it's not so huge. It's manageable. Yeah. You yeah. Can, you can get through it. You know the so the DM tips I did see. So there I, there is a time open in my schedule. There was that one on Vikings. Yeah. Vikings and pop culture and all of that that I I looked at that I still might sign up for. I think that's on Friday afternoon. There was also you emailed or texted me yesterday about the Michael Whitwer yeah. seminar, which boy, oh, I'd really like to see him and hope to get to meet him. Yeah, is that know. in the way of one of your other games? Say again. Is it in the way of one of your other games? Um, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, okay. I didn't see it on the schedule, and so I need to. That's that will be one that I'll look for um, going through a second time, yeah. and signing up now that I know what you've gotten signed up for. But a couple, couple comments about... So I wrote down a few goals that I have okay. for Gary Khan. Because like you said, this this truly is a gaming convention. People are there. And it took, that was, took me most of that day Thursday to kind of get that under my skin to figure out what, what is going on here. Yeah. Because you're right. There's not a lot of people like standing around the hallways, networking, talking. Even you go to the expo hall aren't a ton it's not like jam-packed for the mm-hmm. for the parking lot yeah you know it's not jam-packed it's because you're walking down the hallway games are going on in every nook and cranny from 7 a.m until probably 2 a.m one of the most indelible images from last year was walking just through the the the, the resort where they hold it is kind of old school so yeah. there's all these windy narrow corridors yes and as you're walking through, you just look and there's a half-open door with a bunch of candles on the table and a bunch yeah. of people around <laughs> playing Cthulhu. And it just it, that's what stuck with me. So Yes. Just everywhere. So I, I think my first goal is probably a long shot, although we did a little bit of this last year, and that's networking for, for our show. Yeah. Talking to players, vendors, artists, because we know there'll be some artists there even some maybe some influencers in the game like a Michael Whitwer or something someone like that. Yeah. So I'd love to do that. There's some well-known names that are going to be there. Joe Manganiello and uh-huh. uh, Margaret Weiss is going to yes. be there. Yes, that's right. And um, some of the and a couple of the um, artists from Jeff Easley and who is the other one that Earl you? last name Earl I think Earlson. Okay. I, I should sorry. I can't no. remember. No, that's all right. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely people we'd like to meet and talk to, if not just personally, maybe get them uh, a few comments for the show. But then playing lots of games is another goal of mine, which yeah. I feel like I'm well on my way of, of filling that. Yes. Up. And then just hanging out with you and Marcus and Greg and anyone else we meet, just hanging out with friends, sharing stories. We talked about probably going downtown mm-hmm. uh, Lake Geneva for pizza one night. Um, going seeing Gary's Gary Gygax's marker on the lakefront. Yeah, there's nothing really there other than the lake is really cool to see. When there's that little stone in the on the in the ground, but nonetheless, there it is. And so you know, making the pilgrimage, making the pilgrimage. We might have to pull our taxes out of mothballs and bring him yeah, back again. Yeah, our taxes. He just sort of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. It's that Cambians do that. Well. Although, if I do recall correctly, last time I saw Artaxis was with that demon, that that girl demon at Gen Con. Oh. Remember? So. He might have he's been. He's just 
messing around. He might have been vaporized, but yeah, who knows? Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, Tabby will be able to track him. <laughs> but yeah, you know, again, the in the vendor hall, our friends from Smuggler's Coffee. Oh yeah, I'm expecting them to be there. And the candle makers. The candle makers, yes. The I'll be able to smell the candles this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And of course, some of the dice makers and things. And yeah. the artists will be there. We'll probably take more time to Yep. Yeah, the back to of the expo hall will be, it was last year anyway, is that, that's where the, uh, the artists were across the back there. And then, so the, do you have anything targeted that you're looking for to purchase uh, that you saw last year that you had regrets that you didn't get? Well, everything. But <laughs> well, and there's that. I think, I think I will definitely get the Crafty Gamer is the name of that particular candle maker and i really liked like i've i've there, there are several manufacturers out there that make make really good stuff right personally i liked they they went for authentic as opposed to nice smelling right so they've got candles that actually have i mean it's it's a cool smell but it is definitely not a altogether pleasant smell for like if they do dungeon ruins it smells a little smoky and uh-huh. suspect. Uh, and nice. and so there's lots of... Th- so I want to go back and get some more of that stuff. Okay. Cool. Well, of course, I'm going to pick up some coffee Yes. Uh, at uh, the vendor hall. And the other thing I've really got my eye on... There's two things. One's, one's just a wish and a dream that I don't think I'll be able to afford. but uh, And that is the Beetle and Grimm Dragonlance box. Oh. Where they have the right. artifacts and all of the cool stuff in there, I just don't. I looked online and it's a four hundred dollar box, and I just that's that's past my price point. But if they have like a convention price, because they don't want to take it home, maybe, like maybe check it out. Seventy five dollars. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they drop it to that. <laughs> but uh, maybe and maybe there's like a, a smaller box that they don't put online, and they have a convention box or something that's yeah. less. But I'll definitely check that out. But probably the more realistic purchase for me is those singing dice. Yes. The ones where you, when you're shaking it in your hand, they kind of jingle and, and have like a tone to them. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe I passed on those last year, but again, you're walking around and there's so much cool stuff. It's just, I, I love the creativity of these makers, whether it's a company or just a solo person yeah. making their craft. Uh, there's just so much to choose from. And I really got caught up last year on the Goodman Games booth yeah. I bought one of their classic D&D modules that's the hardbound, the hardbound book where they have the first edition version of it, then they give you the fifth edition version of it. I don't know. I, I'll probably be drawn back to that and see what they have available. Oh, yeah. But yeah, those, I mean, those are the things I'm really looking for. I will definitely be a more, a more informed shopper. The books and things, it was overwhelming to me last year. Yeah. I couldn't even decide why would I even want, how would I know? And this year, in a I good think, way. Overwhelmed. Yes, yes, yes. And this year, I think I'll know. But. Well, and after now being to Gen Con, yes, and coming back to this, I think I have like I can I can wrap my brain around a Gary Con Expo. We can kind of strut around. We own this place. Yeah, right. We know, we know what we're doing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure will so, go over so well. Yes. But, well, last thing. Last thing to talk about. Is there something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> this do does have not something. bode well, Tom. This, yes, we do have something to talk about, and that is our presentation at yes. GaryCon. So we are presenting at GaryCon. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be sharing 
sort of the process that you spearheaded and I helped you out with as far as yep. developing the the summer camp, the the role play summer camp, D and D summer camp for students last year. Yeah, I feel like, and we've talked about this before. I feel like we really have a pretty good model, a blueprint. I think so for how to put together the summer camp. You know, I I would say based on last year's experience, I don't know that we made any mistakes. But there might have been some things that we either overlooked or just watching it in play thought, ah, we could do this or we could do this. And yeah. so and some of it is also the maturity of the group and the kids. Yes. You know, we now know that we've got a line of kids that want to do DM that want to be DMs. And we have a line of kids that just want to play and be players. Yeah. And so we're looking at things like that. But that's what this session is going to be all about at yeah. 10 o'clock on Friday. And so we're going to talk about all aspects of planning the summer camp and talk about just, I, I don't know what else to say about it other than all aspects of it. We'll right. talk a little bit about the game club itself and I where this came from. Yeah, we kind of got two streams. We're going to tell about how we went ab about creating it, but also generalizing to if someone wants to create yes. a similar camp whether they're a teacher and can use a school building or whether they're just a person who loves D&D &D and wants to get kids involved, mm -hmm. you know, maybe through a local church or a, a community center or a library. Right. You know, here's, we're we're going to put together a sort of checklist of, of ways to do that. Right. So, so just to, since we're, since part of our MO here on Teachers in the Dungeon is, look how we screwed up. Um, <laughs> I, I, I uh, kind of led... Tom down a primrose path. I was looking at the. I was. I was. Okay. I wanted to make sure that our <laughs> our our seminar what made it into the into the schedule. Yes, and it did. And the the first time it said something like, I don't know, eight out of thirty or something like 30, that, or eight, right. something like that. I thought that's really good. And I went back and looked a little while later, and it said twenty seven out of thirty. And and I, Tom, you will never believe it. We're almost sold out. Yeah. Twenty seven out of thirty. And then you came to me this morning and said, no, Dan, that means 27 seats are still available. available. <laughs> <laughs> and it isn't even that anymore. It's 30 out of 30. Everybody dropped it. Yeah, yeah they, they, well, they saw that paint and take that's taking taken part at the same time. Uh, um, so we are hoping that this seems very fluid. Every time I've checked, the numbers have been different on yes. a ton of different games and, and activities. So... Fingers crossed there are some people there at Gary Khan who Friday at 10 think, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Let's mm -hmm. let's just see what this is like. So right. otherwise we may be presenting to an empty room. Who we knows? might be. But, who knows? I mean, you know, I think Greg is planning on coming. <laughs> Mark's got to be there. He's our, our yeah, videographer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, get them to cheer real loud. And, yeah. But yeah, so if you're if you are at Gary Khan and you're you've been looking at, you know, putting together a summer camp for kids. And we work with teenagers, but I think our blueprint works with any age, really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also thought it, it wouldn't necessarily even have to be a not-for-profit like a park district or a library. I mean, really, shop owners, if you're looking to reach out to teenagers and uh, get them into your store, oh, that's good you know, point. our blueprint could work in that that in that in uh, arena as well. So, yeah. Hope we get to see you there. If not, well, like you said, we, you know, we'll just take this uh, show on the road and we've uh, submitted it to Gen Con to present to Gen Con as well. Their trade and, day. Yeah. Yep, they're, during their trade day. 
And so we'll see what comes of it. Yeah. But, uh, if you are going to Gary Khan, reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love yeah. to touch base with you, have a conversation with you, maybe get some uh, play a game or two with you. That's what we're there for. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be fun. One way or the other, it's going to be a good time. Great. March 23rd in Lake Geneva. Yes. We will be there. Well, thanks a lot for joining us today, everybody. Hope to get to talk to you sometime soon. Send us an email. Send us uh, a note on social media. Whether you're going to GaryCon or not, give us ideas of what you want to hear on Teachers in the Dungeon, and uh, we'll do our best to accommodate that. Definitely. definitely. Until next time, we're (laughs) going to sign off on Teachers in the Dungeon. Keep rolling those 20s. We'll talk to you next week. That wraps up today's session, so thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.